1: Good morning. Good morning take two. (laughs) Good morning take two, yeah. Good morning. It seems like it's not wanting to mind here this morning, so we'll see how this goes.
0: How are you, Deb?
1: (sighs) Debbie, tell me
0: about your birthday weekend.
1: Well, it it's been a really, really good weekend. I I had I've never been so showered with love and cards and messages and I mean just (coughs)
0: <coughs> Excuse me. A lot of love. Oh, that's so good. So, um. <coughs> and now you've got to take a sip of water. Mm-hmm. It's all good. It's been a little bit of a rough morning. So... Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: but I'm here. Oh. So, yeah. Just just a lot of technical problems with this computer. This computer, <coughs> it's only four years old, but that's old. That I know. <coughs>
0: <laughs> <coughs> Says the 60-year-old. Right. <laughs> See, sixty is the new forty, That's but right. uh, four years old on the computer is like it's ancient. Is like eighty years in exactly <laughs> in human
1: life. So it's um, it was doing this malware thing, and windows were popping up that I don't understand, and
0: so that's why I'm late <laughs> but you have a husband who was able to help you he can open peanut butter jars and fix malware yes, so he can. He he's can. <laughs> he's a good husband exactly Exactly. <laughs> well I think you also have some other celebrations that are still coming up and I, I'm, um, I'm aware that there's there are are something happening, happening. <laughs> I'm just yeah. not
1: exactly sure what yeah I know. I, I am aware I'm so happy for you that something's happening on Sunday I'm so
0: happy for you so that's awesome so
1: yeah I I really did I my husband um, confessed that he sent out a card, like a postcard, to pretty much everybody who was in our family and friend. Did you get one? No. <laughs> well, you probably will because okay. <laughs> because if you're in my friend Christmas card list, which I know you are. Okay. But he sent out this mass thing and uh, that said, hey, you know, send Debbie a card. Okay. And I, so, seriously, I would get. Like every day, I go to the mail and there's a pile of birthday cards like this. Oh my God. And I'm like, why is everybody being so nice? Like, it was a little bit overwhelming. You know, I just, I I do
0: send cards to everybody. Yeah. But I've never. I can't imagine a better a better uh, a birthday gift actually. You know, I'm a huge fan of the movie You've Got Mail. Yeah. I mean, words yeah. mean something. Well, and when you exchange letters with somebody, you know, old-fashioned letters mm-hmm. or cards or even emails yeah. that are personal or sharing a little joke now and then or yep. that kind of yep. a thing, it's it, it's it means yeah. something. Yeah.
1: So I I mean, there were just some very very lovely cards from from people that i would never expect to get a card i'm like what why is this person sending me a card you know Aww. but then i think back and i'm like well I did send them a card.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, I sent them a birthday card and a Christmas card. So a, you, you know. know. So yeah. But I think that that just is a testament to who you are—that you do a lot of things for people with no expectation of anything in return. I. And and you know, so when you then get something in return, it's a little bit. Yeah, it's I, a little I, bit surprising. I mean, you should see the pile of cards. Honest to God, it's this tall. It's oh, like it's like, like eight. S- Eight inches tall. Oh
1: my gosh. <clears throat> and that's not an exaggeration. It's just so I was I thought I might like make
0: a take a picture. There just I mean, there's yeah, so many cards. That's awesome. So, and with the price of postage these days, that's a Yeah, I mean that's a that's a gift in and of itself. Yeah. So <laughs> that's anyway. Beautiful. So
1: that so Saturday we went to the coast and just kinda tootled around and I sang a little bit with my friend Vince. And we had really <clears throat> boy. <clears throat> We had really good conversations, John and I, and just it was just kind of chill.
0: Oh, that's awesome! And then
1: Sunday we had our end of the year, um, or end of the school year, I should say. We call it the spring fleeing showcase, and uh-huh. for the most part, that <clears throat> went over really, really well. Although there were some, it was there were some stressful things that happened that day, and technology. I technology. There were some technology-related technology there, there were communication <laughs> things that went wrong. Um, I had a weird health thing that we won't go into <laughs> that scared the F-U-C-K out of me. Uh, um, Are you feeling better on that front now? I, I think so. Oh, okay. I, I, I probably need to go, you know, just just make sure it's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're fine. So, anyway. Anyway. I'm here. I got a tattoo. Yeah, I got you this beautiful did. butterfly. this beautiful
0: butterfly. And
1: then you can't really see it right now cuz it's kind of in the gooey yeah. phase. <laughs> <laughs> There's a gooey phase. There's a picture for you. Yeah. It's um well, they put this tape stuff now over yeah. your tattoo that's um it's an antibacterial looks like saran wrap, but it sticks to your skin. Mm-hmm. So no air or anything get get in there, but but tattoos as they're um as they're healing they kind of they can weep sort just like of. any kind yeah. of
0: wound on your body yeah. and because so, you have cut into your skin yeah. So, yeah so it
1: looks a little it doesn't look like how it's supposed to look quite yet so but it will in about a week it'll start looking like you know the pretty butterfly that yeah it that's <clears> awesome so yeah so that's that's how i'm doing i'm i do know that you know the mail's coming today, and <laughs> I'm sure there'll be another pile of cards. Because Aww. there's a lot of people in my Christmas card list, so even if, you know, a quarter of them responded, yeah. there's going to still be cards coming. <laughs> oh,
0: so. how beautiful. But yeah. then you have those, you know, those words of affirmation, you know, that are that are really special. Yeah, They really yeah. mean something. Because words, I think, can, can be like a bridge that carries yeah. you onto the, you know, from crisis to crisis yeah. if you will I think bridge is that uh, words can be that balm yeah that kind of heals the the rough things that are going on in life yeah, yeah. so um, I have a pile of
1: just beauty and love so I I made a couple uh, Facebook posts I haven't been posting really much these days and you've just been living yeah so yeah. I made one post saying you know this is the last day of my 50s. And I had just come from yoga, and so I had no makeup and looked kind of, and then I, you know, then it, all the madness and the busyness, and um, I finally yesterday was able to sit down and like read through all of the uh, Facebook messages and stuff, and and so I made another post, non-makeuped. <laughs> <laughs> Like here I am, people.
0: Now I'm sixty and two days, and, so. and I just what if I have to look in the mirror and see this, you have to see it too. Mm-hmm. Um, but you look beautiful. You you always Thank look you. beautiful. Thank That's you. awesome. So anyway, how are you? I'm good. Um, you know what? Yesterday uh, we attended i we attended a family funeral, and I have just been kind of overwhelmed with the The messages that I sort of walked away from that from that service with. Okay. and you know, I just it, mm. so let me tell you a quick story. I might have even shared a little bit of this story already, but when I was eighteen years old, I was working at Taco Bell. I do think we might have touched on this story because you'll know in a minute why I think we did. Okay. Um, I was working at Taco Bell, and this <laughs> tall, dark, handsome guy walked in. And it's nineteen eighty. And so he's got very much that Tom Selleck sort of look. He's got dark, curly hair. Mark Spitz. I was kind of a fan of Mark Spitz, the swimmer Mm -hmm. when I was young. And he had dark, curly hair and a mustache. He was super cute, right? And he was wearing a belly dancer outfit. Oh. He was dressed as a belly dancer. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Pretty sure I know who it is. And did I think he was attractive? <laughs> yes. I thought he was super cute. Right. And so I'm serving him. No big deal. And he asked me for my phone number. And I'm like, what's that to like here? He's tall, dark, handsome, and clearly artistic. Clearly. Clearly. So yeah, I'm going to give him my phone number. So I gave him my phone number. He called me. And he asked me out for the day that my little brother was graduating from middle school, right? So his graduation was, you know, happening. And so he said, well, I'll come and pick you up there. I said, oh, okay, no big deal. So he comes there and to pick me up and he's wearing the belly dancer outfit. Now, I'm like, oh, okay, twice, yeah. <laughs> um, but here's the deal. He worked for Monkey Business. I know who it is. So he worked for Monkey Business, which was a, Sing- a singing telegram. Um, and they would go and deliver telegram, singing telegrams for birthdays. I worked at the same time with him. Yeah.
1: So yeah. his name
0: is Wayne. Okay.
1: I know his, I know Wayne.
0: Yeah. And so, and so he did not, so he had just come from delivering a telegram when he came to Taco Bell and he had just come from delivering a telegram when he came to pick me up at my brother's graduation, but he did bring a change of clothes. (laughs) So my parents lived across the street from the school when my brother graduated. And so Wayne went over to my parents' home and changed his clothes. And after the graduation and a little bit of, you know, hugs and kisses and all that, we went out on a date. And we went out and he talked and talked and talked and talked. It was a very, it was a very long date. I had roommates in the house where I lived. So I wasn't sure that I wanted him to come in because by the time we got home, it was 10:30, 11 o'clock. Right, right, right. So I didn't know if I wanted to, you know, continue conversation in there with where I had roommates. So we actually stood out on the porch and talked for another, I don't know, hour or something like that. But in the course of that evening, he shared with me that he, that there was a prophet who had who was directing the lives of both him and his mother. And they had given this prophet their money and she was paying their bills. She was directing their lives. And so he shared this with me in the course of conversation. I really didn't know what to do with that information. That just seemed I don't know that I would have either. That and I'm 18 and I I'm Mm -hmm. I'd never met some I, I I didn't know what to make of it, right? So, I thought that maybe I wouldn't go out with him again. Um, because I was just a little taken aback mm-hmm. by this revelation that sure. he shared with me. Sure. Um, but I I very much liked him, I very, you know, but as fate would have it a few months later I actually moved to Tennessee and so, you know, never saw him again. There's a lot of first time, you know, one and, one and done dates that you have in your life that you just never see again and you have no idea whatever mm-hmm. happens to them. So I moved to Tennessee, I get married, I get divorced. You know, at 23 I'm a single mom, and I meet my husband, Tom, and we start dating. And when we got engaged, I got a list of family members from his side of the family, to who to invite to the wedding. And Wayne, and Wayne was on there. And Wayne is on the list. And I just said, what, how, why, who, you know? And he said, oh, he's my dad's cousin. I said, oh, really? Dad's first cousin, so my husband's grandmother and Wayne's mother were sisters, and so I'm just like, oh, well, that's interesting. (laughs) And so now this person who made an impact on me on one date, yeah, because of the story that he shared with me, Yeah. yeah, is now part of the family that I'm going to be married into. And so it wasn't long before I don't think he came to the wedding, but I, I. It wasn't long before there was a family gathering and I saw him again. And I was able to talk with him and said, hey, do you remember? We went out and he goes, oh, yeah, I totally remember, blah, blah, blah. And we chit-chatted. Uh-huh. But here's the thing. So people change. Mm-hmm. And had I never seen him again, I would have remembered him as this interesting person who dressed as a belly dancer. hmm and whose life was being directed by a prophet. But because of the family connection, I was able to see that his life was in a completely different place. Mm-hmm. And he had beca- him and his mother had broken free from that and had become a completely different people, people right? Mm-hmm. And so a couple of weeks ago, I see on Facebook that one of my husband's cousins has posted that Uncle Wayne has passed away. Wayne died? Yes. And he got sick. In um, He wasn't feeling well around December. He was just kind of feeling a little punky. Um, And in January, he was diagnosed with a very aggressive um, stomach cancer or some sort of internal cancer. And he died. um, Where where are we at now? This is May. He died, like, May 1st. Um, Wow. Yeah, so he died. And I was just... I, I was just shocked, you know, this young, I mean, it turns out he's 70. Okay. But this young, vibrant man who always smiled at all the family, mm-hmm. you know, functions, mm-hmm. did who he, was warm, who had dogs that he adored. Did he ever get married? Never got married. Never got married. And I have this image of him at a Thanksgiving dinner. His mom... Um, got very sick and wasn't able to, um, you know, eat all that well. And I remember seeing him completely smash up her food and so gently and lovingly feed her Aww. one bite at a time. Mm-hmm. And he was just such a kind man. Mm-hmm. He really was a kind man. He worked as a gardener. He, he, so, so yesterday at the service, there was probably only about 20 of us there, But one of the people there was somebody I just did the show with, Merry Christmas, George Bailey, just a few months ago. And he, it turned out he was a neighbor of Wayne's. Okay. And they told these stories. And so everybody got up and told these stories about their neighbor, Wayne, and how he, you know, took care of their property when they were on vacation, how he came over to feed their dogs, how they would in turn feed his dog. And just what a good man he was mm-hmm. and what a good friend he was. Mm-hmm. And I was struck by um, by the fact that we all need to be giving people room mm-hmm. to, change. To, change to change and to grow. Yeah. And that... Whatever, whatever was going on in this season, in you know season one of a person's life, is right. may not be going on in the next season. Right. And you know, I think about like Bewitched. Remember, there was a different actor that yeah. played yeah, the yeah, part yeah. of Darren yeah. Stevens. Yeah, yeah you know? I do. Yeah. And uh, same thing happened in Roseanne. There was a different actress that that played one of the daughters, you know. And you see these these actresses and actors able to just move in and move mm-hmm, out of these mm-hmm. different characters. Sure, yeah, yeah. And it's not, that's not unlike real life. Who we were um, 10 years ago. I'm not the same person I was five years ago at the beginning of this whole right. season that right. our country has been in. I was a different person five years ago than mm-hmm. I am today. Mm-hmm. I was definitely a different person 20 years ago, 40 years ago. Yeah, I certainly was, too. Yeah. And so I stood up. I, I was the last one. I'm like, and my husband's like, Liz, do you... What are you going to say? What are you going to say? What are you going to say? And, you know, his family's there and everything. And um, I'm like, I'm going to speak about, because everybody's talking about, like, the last 10 years. And about him as a neighbor. About him and his dogs and that kind of thing. And so I get up there and I said, you know what? I met him 42 years ago. And they just gasped. (laughs) What? And I said, um, you know, he was he was tall, dark, handsome and creative. And mm. that's my kind of guy. And I just told the story kind of that I told now. I didn't talk about the prophet or the date. <laughs> yeah. But I said You know, it was a surprise to find him on, you know, the the list of the the wedding invitation invitation list. list. Yeah. And but I'm so grateful. And one of the things I said was I'm so grateful that he has been a thread that has run through my life for the last 42 years Mm -hmm. and that I was able to look back and see him. Sure. You know, 42 years ago and and kind of see the person he was then Mm -hmm. evolve Mm -hmm. into the the man he became right. and the person he is today. And, and and the people that he touched. And the people whose lives he mm-hmm. touched. How grateful am I yeah. to know that he touched all of those lives in such a positive and inspirational kind of way. He wasn't just Uncle Wayne who came to the family functions. He was a friend, right. a neighbor, right. um, you know, a a man who loved God. Mm-hmm. And the pastor who who you know, oversaw this service, he actually said that when he went into hospice to see him, he touched his leg and immediately started crying because it just felt felt so incredibly spiritual in that room. And it felt like something was happening that mm-hmm. was very much supernatural, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And I don't know how to describe that. Even the pastor himself couldn't describe it. I've, you work in a hospice I've been, environment. I've, I've been in that place. So you know that when people are passing, mm-hmm. something happens.
1: Something happens. Something sacred happens. And and there's a weird thing that happens with time. Time feels like it's diff- you're in a different realm of time. Um, it feels like... I mean, time doesn't stop, obviously. But I, I know that, uh, especially when I went to see my friend Brian Hamada, um, he...
0: Very oh. famous, famous, locally famous, and mm-hmm. in some other circles, famous drummer. Yeah. Very good drummer, good man. He was Buddhist. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Wonderful
1: man. Wonderful human Wonderful being. Wonderful human being. And I went to visit him a couple times before he died. And both times, I was at their home for well over an hour, maybe even 2 mm-hmm. And it was like, I walked, you know, say I showed up at 10. Mm-hmm. And when I got done at twelve, I it just blew my mind that I had been there for two hours. It just the the the, the realm of time just felt so incredibly different. And I've I've had discussions with other hospice people who, mm-hmm. who have been in hospice kind of situations and they've expressed that same same thing and, and that's kind of what you're saying now yeah. too. Yeah. Um it's a sacred, sacred time, and so yeah, I, I, I knew Wayne from mm-hmm. Bible studies and different things like that, mm-hmm. and uh, knew that he seemed like a real and and we both worked at, at, monkey, mo- business. at monkey business. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> and and uh-huh. he just you know the last time they several people talked about how the last time he sang publicly was in a, a choir, a church choir, and a big church choir over on the north side of town. <laughs> mm-hmm. I wonder where. <laughs> And, um, you know, he loved it. He loved to perform, but he also loved to just, you know, be in front of people. He loved to be with people. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why he he could talk to you for hours and yeah. hours and yeah. hours. His nephew's wife, uh, who is a friend of mine, she shared, and, and obviously a family member. Yeah. I mean, these are all family members. But she shared about how one time they had him over for dinner, and her husband had to be up early the next day. And so he went to bed. And when ended up talking with her till like four in the morning. Oh, wow. And, you know, she just looks back at that and just knows that this is, you know, this was a person who loved other people, yeah. who loved to share his life, who loved to, who loved not only talk about his life but he loved to ask questions about about you and Mm -hmm. he loved to you know and then that would bounce a ball into a next the next phase of the conversation right and that was something he was very good at and something he very much enjoyed well and i and and i think i'm also
1: struck with the fact that there's so many stories of people like wayne they're never famous You know, they're not making some big worldwide splash doing something, but they're just living their life being a good human in in the little corner of their world. Yeah. And there's something really special and sacred about that, you know, and there's there's so many people who are just exceptional people when it comes to being kind and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And we don't hear of them. Right. We hear of all the assholes we we don't hear. (laughs) Right. You
0: know, and that bugs me. Was it Francis Assisi who said, you know, spread the gospel and when absolutely necessary, use words. Yeah. You know, in all situations, spread the gospel and when absolutely necessary, use Use words. words. I mean,
1: that's so true. Yeah. You know, and I don't. So, yeah, I. You know, being a singer, I've sung at many, many funerals, and obviously when you sing at a funeral, you have to sit there and you have to listen to,
0: or not, but for the most part, I... Usually you sing at the beginning and sing at the yeah. end, so it's a good idea to sit there and listen. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and, and there have been so many funerals that I have had the opportunity to sing at where I thought, gosh... I would have loved to know that person. Right. <laughs> you know. Right. Like, that person just sounded awesome. Right.
0: You know. I remember when a friend of ours um, and we were both there you you know and who took his life mm-hmm. and i remember you know his his roommate from like college mm-hmm. got up and spoke and he told these these hilarious stories yep. Yep. of stuff that these two men did together and i remember um roy was sitting at our table a friend of ours was sitting at our table and he just looks at us and he goes i feel so cheated i wish i'd known that guy yeah I wish I'd known that guy. Why didn't we know that guy? I know why. (laughs) I do. I know
1: why. I knew him intimately. Mm -hmm. And I know that he... And and this is true for many, 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 many people. It's really, really scary to show who you actually really are Mm -hmm. and to really be who you really are for whatever reasons you know whether it's some kind of
0: of of idea that Herd you're habit and
1: hang up yeah you know? <laughs> yeah i mean I, you're supposed to be this way you're supposed to be that way you're supposed to talk this way in public you're not supposed to show this and there there is a thing and i think it is a a, a cultural thing sometimes where, you know, being authentic and being forthright and real and transparent, those things aren't comfortable for, for some people. And I feel really, really lucky that I did know him. Mm-hmm. And I did get to know that part of him. And when we, because we did date. Right. And there would be people who would say to me, I just don't get it. I don't get it. Right. And I'm like, well
0: because the last 10 years of his life were really tum- tumultuous had, yeah. and there were addiction issues and that yeah. kind of thing. So, so again, he, we're not talking about Wayne, we're talking about yeah. another friend of ours who took his life. But he and he was
1: one of the most kind people to to me personally except except when the drugs came in right. and then there was all of that which really had nothing to do with me or even how he and I were together. Right because that was a whole other thing and right. you and I have another friend who one of these days is going to come on this podcast yeah. and we're going to talk about that. Yeah. Um she knew the same person and she was engaged to him. She at was at the time to him. of his death,
0: yeah.
1: And yeah. she knew the kind spirited right. person that not very many people got to know. Right. You know, and and, and a lot of, you you we started this talk today talking about having room and giving room for people to change. And I know with this particular individual, many, many, many of us really did try to give that space. Mm-hmm. And, and unfortunately, you know, addiction had a stronger hold than, than the people who loved him. the people who loved him. Yeah. And, yeah. and that is a sad truth for many, many people. And addiction is so not understood, mm-hmm. you know, and so judged. Right. And um, so giving people space to change and, and you know, is a really, really good thing. Yeah. There is also healthy boundaries, too, when people won't. Of course. You know, of course. and I mean, and, and I also think of the thing that Maya Angelou said about when someone shows you who they are, believe them. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. But then where does giving someone a second chance come in? I mean, it's all a little bit conflicting and complicated. Mm-hmm. And, you know, being a human being is tricky. Well, and,
0: and who you were, like we said, who I was five years ago, 20 years ago, is not who I am today. And I think that the same can be said about just about all humans. Yeah. And it's important to say, okay, yes, when somebody shows you who they are, believe them the first time, believe mm-hmm. them. Um, but again, that might just be a season. It might be. And It really, really maybe, might be. Maybe if you walk away and leave the door slightly ajar mm-hmm. for a relationship down the road, you might discover that they are a different person or that they have learned lessons in a way that that creates, um, you know, a new opportunity right. for a relationship. Right. And I think that that's really important. And, you know, me personally, I have closed myself off from new relationships. And my husband is like, clearly, you would love to have more friends. Why don't you go make them? Well, where am i going to go to the friend store to the build a bear <gasps> to the build a bear workshop i mean you know where am i going to go to make new friends you know it's tough when you're 60 years old and you it's tough mm-hmm. to try to figure out how to go out there and make new friends but is my issue that i am afraid to make new friends or is my issue that i'm afraid right full well, stop you know what i'm saying i do i and, do and and you know i think that uh, that that isn't fair. There's some people in my life who have made decisions about me based on one encounter mm-hmm. or a misunderstood mm-hmm. uh, moment. Yeah, a completely misunderstood moment. Yeah, you know, which is very sad uh, for them. Which is very sad for for them. But it also has created walls with me. I'm like, well, I don't want to be around somebody who's who might misinterpret something I say or who might misunderstand something. I don't want to accidentally hurt another person. Right. You know, so I tell myself that these are the reasons that I'm afraid, you know, because I don't want to hurt somebody else or I I don't want to, you know, I don't want just my being me to be to offend somebody. Right. And, And and yet and yet. That's also closing me off to possible new relationships that could be glorious. Yep, yep. You know, and I and yesterday, just looking at, at, at the life, the 70 years of life lived by this man, Wayne, and to hear the stories, I'm just like, oh, my gosh, I'm so glad to know that there's more to the story. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that yeah. the man who stood on my front porch. Mm-hmm all those years ago, and kind of scared me a little bit mm-hmm. about, you know, his life, Yeah, is a completely different person, and has lived a completely different life, mm-hmm. and I'm so happy to know that, yeah. and to have been, had a front row seats to miracles, mm-hmm. that's what I always say about my kids, they're like, well, your kids did this, blah, 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 and I'm like, yeah, but I had front row seats to miracles, and you missed it, when... On this podcast, <clears throat> did did I ever t- see? I, I think it, it, it was either Wayne,
1: or it was a man in town that looked like him, who I encountered when I was jogging and he was jogging naked. Would, it, would it, could have that been Wayne?
0: Oh, it absolutely could have been. It could have been
1: because yeah. I went on a date with the guy uh-huh. with that with the guy uh-huh. who was jogging naked because why
0: not? <laughs> <laughs> I went on a date with a tall dark handsome guy wearing a belly dance wrap and why not? (laughs) But I don't think that this,
1: that maybe it was Wayne. I don't remember, but he took me to the movie Caligula at the Tower Theater and I thought,
0: okay, I'm not going to go out with him anymore. (laughs) Well, maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. But here's the interesting thing about that story, though, is that who knows where that man is in today, you know, today. Yeah, I, I mean... Uh, have I told it, that story on here before? I, well, I feel like I've heard it, but I don't know if it was on the podcast yeah. or if it was just you and yeah, I ch- chatting I had, in person. I had
1: just moved to town, and my grandparents lived over by the VA hospital, yeah. and there's a, there's a canal, yeah. and people would jog along the canal banks. Yeah. And so I was just out j- jogging one day. <laughs> and i look over and there's a naked guy running and you there's little like little bridges yeah to cross over to go you know and so we had to kind of like and so i'm like stopped and i'm talking to this man and he's clearly naked <laughs> and i he actually
0: put on his pants and um <laughs> during the course of conversation well, let's not spread a rumor same. that that was Wayne if it wasn't know. I don't but. Know if it was Wayne <laughs> <laughs> but I
1: know that through the years I ran into that guy yeah and then I because he had the dark curly hair yeah I need to ask my ex husband.
0: Yeah, you know, he was... might
1: remember this story more than I am, yeah. and I don't want to be putting that on Wayne if it wasn't Wayne. Yeah, just yeah, a guy yeah. who looked like Wayne. <laughs> I don't. I. I don't know. But but he was a. He was very nice. But why would someone take you to Caligula? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. Anyway, moving on.
0: Well, you know, (laughs) I I remember uh, going on a date with a guy that I liked so very much. And at the end of the date, he got a little bit uh, aggressive and he ended up actually tearing my dress. Yeah. And I looked at him and I said, please, please stop. And to his credit, he stopped and uh, took me home and we didn't go out again. I did see him driving down the road one time, and I waved at him to stop and pull over. And we hugged each other, and he said, you should hate me. And I said, but I don't, you know? But I don't. I I know who you are. Yeah. I know who you are. I know who you were before that moment. I, I know who you are. And you know, we ended up not dating, but we did remain friends. Mm-hmm. And you know, now today, uh, he's a married man. He owns a business. He's just such a good man. Yeah. And you know, nobody should be identified by one. Mo- and he didn't. He didn't do anything beyond like tug on my dress, and it and it and it tore, and and then it stopped right there. So it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't more than that, right? But. I just you know I just remember and I'm I'm just always caught off guard if you will by how much people can change mm-hmm. or how different people can be and to never ever ever stand in judgment of who somebody was in a moment right and I think that I'm incredibly I'm more passionate about it than some other people that I know because I have been misunderstood. Right. I have been unfriended and blocked mm-hmm. you know, because I said something that somebody didn't approve of or right. whatever, not just on social media, but in real life. In real life, right. You know? right. And right. these are moments that you're just like, but I wouldn't do that to you. Why would you do that to me? Uh, and I wonder whether or not some of us are just... You know, some of us are just incapable of um, making space for people who we we don't think we're going to like. I had one woman say to me, I want to surround myself with strong women, and you're not as strong as the other women that I want to surround myself with. So she decided that I wasn't going to be her friend because I wasn't strong enough. What does that even mean? Well, I don't know what that means. But for her, she had this idea of who her friends should be. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't. I didn't fit the criteria. And so how many of us are missing out on valuable relationships Mm -hmm. because somebody we meet, we have a negative encounter with them or we make a judgment about them based on a very short interaction Mm -hmm. and decide, and you know what, then we miss out on other things that they can teach us, or experience with right. us, or right. give us, or show us—not uh, only about them, but about the world and about ourselves. Yeah, that uh, makes me think
1: of—I
0: <clears throat> know—and I know that I
1: shared the story on on here before, but about a year ago, somebody who was in my life, who I considered one of my very best friends, basically unfriended uh, me. Yeah. and um, it's coming up on a year, and and she's been in my mind. And you know, I don't understand, yeah, you know, And I have to I'm like kind of left with this this weird not understanding. and that's that's it's undoneness. Yeah, There's like it, an it, undoneness. like what? I mean, I still want to say, what did I do? you know,, um, And that is is tricky. and yet I have to still you know if she called me up today and said you know i'm sorry and i know me and i would be like let's go get a cup of coffee and talk and yeah figure out what
0: happened let's right. let's try to fix this let's try to you know I, I would do the same thing if you know there's a couple of people in my past that if they were to reach out to me and say you know let's let's go talk or if i thought that they would be receptive to me reaching out to them yeah and 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 are they unreceptive? See, I've made a decision that they're not. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I guess I don't know that for sure. But I'm also I also know that I'm afraid. Yeah, it's to it's, open myself up to more hurt. I I feel you, you know. I do. I I have
1: reached out to my friend a um, handful of times. Um, I thought I thought maybe I would hear from her on my birthday, but no, and still nothing. No. Yeah. So some somewhere something went awry, and I don't know. Right. And I just, you know, on my end, I got to give her the space of whatever she might be going through. Right. And, you know, it's it, it's again, human relationships are complicated. They're complicated. And people do change, and and maybe something will happen in her life. And maybe we'll get to come back together again. Maybe we won't. I don't know. I I hope so.
0: I think one of the, you know, in in Mm -hmm. Christianese, in the language of the Christian church, people will say, you know, they they cling to the scripture for everything there is a season. Right. You know, Um, time to plant, a time to harvest, a time to live, a time to die. Time to swear. (laughs) (laughs) And... I have seen people use that mm-hmm. as an excuse for ending a relationship. I have too. Our season is over. Yeah, it's you know we had a season and now it's over, and they use the Bible to justify their behavior of of, of just cutting you off, and yet. In the New Testament, when Jesus talks about the body of Christ, he talks about we are all a part of the, you know, we're all part of the vine. We're all part of the tree. We're all part of the mm-hmm. the one body. We're a toe. We're a, you know, we're a finger. We're a right. fingernail. We're all part of the same body. So cutting off somebody who's within the body is like cutting off a, a yeah. toe yeah. and expecting the rest of the body to not hurt. Right. And so it, it has always completely confounded me that they can just, you know, casually say, well, it's the end of our season and you never really know what you did yeah. to hurt them. And You're not given the chance to be a better person by by apologizing or growing from it. Or even if you do apologize, it's not received and there's no kind of coming
1: together to try to work it out. It's just weird. Right. right. It, it, it's weird. Yeah, And it feels very, um, I don't know, it's unresolved. Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel like there's a conclusion or, you know, and I guess that's just what you have to, I, in in this particular case and in yours too, you just have to go, okay, I have to live with this unresolved and go about my life because it's not what I want.
0: Yeah. It's certainly not what I would want. Right. You know, and... But I don't know what else you're supposed to do. Yeah, I don't know what else you're supposed to do either. What I do know is that I am grateful that I was able to see an entirely different side of Wayne Mm -hmm. through his friends. Um, through the thirty-five years of marriage, you know, thirty-six years yeah. that I've been married. So, to how, my how often did you see him through the years? You know, probably only once every two or three years. Mm-hmm. You know, He'd and be at a function, at a that's... family reunion, or at a you know holiday yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it wasn't very often, and we would chit chat and say hello. You know, mm-hmm. uh, maybe a family funeral here and there or whatever. You know. Yeah. But um, I, I was always. Always struck by how grateful I was to just to see him and know that he's not just this caricature of this guy that I stood out on my front porch with 42 years ago. Yeah. yeah. But he was a real human being who lived a valued and valuable life. Yeah. Yeah. Cared for his mom, cared for his neighbors, cared for his family. Mm-hmm. You know, was loved, deeply loved. Yeah. Yeah. Had one dog after another. He loved German shepherds. Yeah. And so every time he lost a, a dog, he'd, you know, wait a little while and then get another one. And those were his kids. Yeah. And That's he poured sweet. into them. And, you know, anybody who loves a dog is probably a pretty good person. Anybody who is loved by a dog is a pretty good person. <laughs> yep. yep. And so I'm just so grateful to just know that, you know, there's a handful of people who will look back and I'm like, I wish that you could see me today. Mm -hmm. I wish that you had kept the door open because I would love for you to know who I am today. I actually really am. Yeah. And I would love to know who you really are. Mm -hmm.
1: You know, I I have seen, you know, there's a handful of folks in my, you know, I'll say my immediate circle who I really have seen change through the years. And and it's made our relationship stronger and deeper and and um, I'll say eternal, you know, right? Um, really, really some strong
0: bonds, because people have been open to to change. And change might not even be the most fair word. Um, a, a more fair word might be grow. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, because we've grown. Yeah, I think, like a, I think you're right. Because like a tree changes. As it grows, As it but, but it's growing, and that's that's the key, is mm-hmm. that where there's growth, mm-hmm. you know, there's life, and yeah. where there's life, there's growth, and so, yeah, it changes, but it's still that tree. Yeah, exactly, know? exactly. And so, I think growing, you know, we we grow.
1: Well, and I want to be continuing to grow. I mean, I want to be continuing to be open and change and, and willing to give people space and understanding and... Mm-hmm. All of that stuff yeah. that I wish everybody would do. I really do wish a lot of things. <laughs> On my 60th birthday, you know, why can't the world be a little bit different? But, you know, the world is a beautiful place. There's just so much beauty and good. There's so many, and there's so many good people, yeah. like Wayne. Yeah. There's so, yeah. so many good people that right. we just don't get to hear about. And you bump into them, you know, and and that's really the real stuff of life yeah right there is bumping into the people that that you bump into every day and just being a good kind human and all the rest
0: will i guess fall into place yeah you know and every one of those every one of those stories you know is a is a is a miracle it's a front row seat to miracles Mm -hmm. and if you open up your eyes and you look around and you're like oh that person's that person's a little bit hard but you know what they're a miracle waiting to happen Look at that. Look at a person that way. They're a miracle waiting to happen. Let's see. Let's think about some politicians. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and, you know, there's there's that's why I really have struggled with like the name calling and that kind of thing when it comes to politics. It's one thing to just say that was the craziest thing that person ever said. Yeah. Um, But it's another thing to to call people names because yeah. you know what, that's not, that's not fair because just because somebody's in a crazy place, <laughs> yeah, doesn't mean that there's not, there's not room for growth. And well, and it doesn't mean it doesn't that they mean... don't have a redeemable heart or whatever. I mean,
1: even some of the craziest people that we would say are crazy, yeah. they have families and
0: wives and children who all love them Yeah, and friends Yeah, and, you know, right, right. So. so we know that there's parts of them that are that are redeemable or re, or not even redeemable, that are just good, that yeah. are just good even, yeah. you know, from out of the gate. Exactly, good. exactly. And so those are the kinds of things that we could all do well to remember. Yeah. Exactly. As angry as we get and as frustrated as we get.
1: And as much as we want to swear at us.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think, okay, so last week, one of the things that we talked about was just being truthful, Mm -hmm. you know, just seeking truth and wisdom. Mm -hmm. And I think that this this service with Wayne told me yesterday, you know, showed me in just a very, very visual, you know, right up front and personal way to, you know, seek truth and wisdom. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that season was a season when I met him originally was a season of, um um, uh was uh, maybe a system, a season of untruth, or yeah. unwise. Yeah. Well, running naked
1: if it was him, <laughs> <laughs> might not be the smartest thing to do.
0: But oh. you know, but he came into a place of of yeah. wisdom and truth, and we can all, if we seek wisdom and truth, mm-hmm. we can come out of our seasons of confusion. Yeah. Exactly. Well, on that note.
1: Happy birthday to, to you.
0: <laughs> I'm so and I think that there's more celebrations coming and I'm just so happy for you, Deb. You're a very loved woman. Thank you. So you know what? Keep dancing with those skeletons and yep. um happy birthday, Deb. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Bye everybody.